Welcome, and thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com. And now for the message from our speaker. It is a pleasure to be here with you this morning, and I do appreciate your pastor, and I do appreciate Brother David. See, your pastor was smart. He audited my classes. Brother David had to take my classes to graduate, and uh, no, but Brother David was a very good student, and I'm thankful that uh, they are here teaming up together, and I'm thankful that you're here, amen? Aren't you thankful for what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for every single one of us? Amen. amen. And uh, well, all right, we got to jump right into it, because uh, it is 10 after, and we got to be done at a quarter till, and I want you to learn something this morning, Amen. And uh, so, I want to, you got a Bible? Y'all talk to me, this is class time, all right? You have a Bible? Amen. Amen. Are you thankful that you have a copy of God's Word? Now, whose Word is this? God's Word. It's not Curtis's words, they're God's words, right? All right? And we're thankful that we have a copy of God's Word, right? I know it's early. You had coffee, amen? All right? But... uh, I want us to look at a passage of Scripture. Now, I'm laying some groundwork because when I announce the passage of Scripture, you're going to be like, oh, man, he's a guest speaker. He's going there. Whose word is it? God's words, not my words. They're God's words. So we're going to start this morning. I say start because we're going to get somewhere else. But we're going to start this morning in the Old Testament and the book of Malachi, the last book of the Bible or of the Old Testament, Malachi. Malachi, Malachi chapter number 3, Malachi chapter number 3. Now this is your missions month, right? Amen. Does your pastor talk about money? He does, good, good. Do you know Jesus talks about money? Do you know Walmart talks about money? Yeah, everywhere we go it talks about money. You know, it takes money to keep the uh, lights on at the church. Is it nice and warm in here this morning? It takes money to keep the heat bill paid, all right, on these uh, cold spring mornings in Ohio. Boy, I tell you what, we were just, uh, we have been in the south and uh, uh, to come farther north. I thought we were done with cold weather, and then I stepped outside this morning I didn't bring a coat. My suit coat is the only coat I really have. And so it was chilly this morning. I thank the Lord that I got out there soon enough to get the car warmed up a little bit. But uh, Malachi chapter number 3. Malachi chapter number 3. Look with me, if you would, down in verse number 8. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 8. This is a dialogue, if you would, between the Lord and the nation of Israel. And I want you to understand something. If it was good for Israel, it's still good for us. Amen. And so he says to them, God asks, he says, will a man rob God? But you've robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? Now notice God's answer, in tithes and offerings. All right. Now we're going to pray. We're going to dive right into it. I'm going to, I'm going to give you this morning faith promise in a nutshell. All right. Faith promise in a nutshell. So Father, please help us this morning as we look at your word And uh, Lord, I know these folks don't know me, but Lord, if we're saved, then you are our Father. 
So Lord, may we come together as part of your family and look and see what you say that we are to do. And I pray that you would strengthen us by it, strengthen this good church. Lord, thank you for their witness here in this community. And Lord, not just in this community, but around the world through their missions program. Now, Father, we, we do love you and we thank you. And we thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy in our nation to be able to be here this morning. I pray that you'd not help us to not take that for granted. And I pray that you'd meet here with us and speak to our hearts. Help us to see, Lord, exactly from your word what we can do to be a part of getting the gospel around the world. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. All right. Brother David, if you don't mind, come on up here. I, I, I want to. I need somebody to pick on. And he's quite used to this because I would do a lot of this even in teaching college classes. But God asked a question. He says, will a man, what's the next word? Rob. 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 So many times we, we don't define words. We just read words. See, if uh, I'm staying at Brother and Mrs. Guy's house, and let's say that I set my wallet down on the dresser last night, and uh, Brother David knows how to get into the guy's house, and let's say that he snuck in last night, and he took my wallet. Now let me ask you a question. Did he rob me? No. He stole from me. He stole See, the word rob, define, means to take with the threat of violence. Steal means to take unawares. God says, will a man rob God? Will a man threaten me? Well, it gets pretty quiet, doesn't it? We start defining words. Now, the last thing we want to do is threaten God, right? All right? Now, I want you to understand something. Who is the bride? Mrs. Hall is sitting right back there in the yellow sweater. She is my bride of 27 years. If you threaten my bride, you forget about me being a good Christian Southern gentleman. I'm going to give you a right hand in Jesus' name. Why? Because you have threatened my bride. Now, the bride of Christ is the local New Testament church. And if we threaten God, we threaten His bride, if you would, by withholding that which is rightfully God's, and in so doing, we threaten Him, and God's not very pleased. So what do you mean by that? Take what is rightfully His. No. Come on. <laughs> do you know, if Brother David came to me, and, and let's say I was getting out of my car this morning, and I dropped my wallet, and let's say Brother David came to me, and he says, Brother Hall, no, whose wallet is this? Mine, right? Well, let's say he comes to me because I dropped my wallet out in the parking lot, and he says, Brother Hall, I have a gift for you, and he hands me this wallet. Whose wallet is it? Mine. Did he have a gift for me? No. All he did was give back to me that which is rightfully mine. Are you with me this morning? The Bible says in the book of Leviticus, the tithe is the Lord's. All right? That book of Leviticus, that one we try to run through in our yearly Bible reading program because, you know, it's, it's all the thou shalts and the Levitical things. There's a lot of good deep stuff in Leviticus if we will slow down. But the Bible tells us, and before you come to me afterwards and tell me, so, well, now, Brother Hall, we're in the New Testament, and tithing is... 
Old Testament law. You know, Abraham paid tithes till Melchizedek. Right? According to the book of Hebrews, Melchizedek was an Old Testament Christophany or appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Melchizedek in the Old Testament was the king of Salem. Salem is Jerusalem. There is only one king of Jerusalem. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Melchizedek was an Old Testament uh, uh, Christophany appearing of Jesus Christ. And so Abraham paid tithes the tithes are the Lord's, all right? Back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham's before the law. Tithing is not law. It is pre-law. It is law. May I say this? It is post-law. In Matthew 23, 23, I believe it is, it is the only thing that the Lord Jesus commended the Pharisees for was their tithing of the littlest things, all right? Now, so that we understand the tithe is not ours. The tithe is the Lord's, all right? And so when we tithe, all we are doing is giving back to God that which is rightfully His. Are you with me this morning? So when I tithe, I give back to God that which is rightfully His. I am not giving God a gift or an offering when I tithe. The tithe is the Lord's, all right? Brother David, could you sit right there? I'm probably going to use you still just because I like picking on him. Isn't he fun? Amen. All right? And so that we understand, we don't give a tithe, we owe the tithe. The tithe is the Lord's. But notice with me in verse number 8, he says, uh, Will a man rob God? But ye have robbed me, you've threatened me. But you say, Wherein have we threatened thee? He says, In tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. I want you to understand, an offering is above the tithe. These are not the same things right here. The tithe and the offering are not the same thing. The tithe is the Lord's. The word tithe means tenth. I hate to break this to you, but you owe a bill. You owe back to God that which is rightfully His. Ten percent of what God entrusts to you is rightfully His. Now, before you come to me and say, now, Brother Hall, I work every week, and it's my hands that give me this paycheck. Okay, who gives you the ability to get up in the morning to go work to earn that paycheck? Who gives you the breath to breathe? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness, or everything that is within the full scope of the world. That includes the oxygen, H2O, that we breathe. All right, so... Tithing is giving back to God that which is rightfully His. It is rent for living on His earth and breathing His air. Amen. And so an offering is above the tithe. We are to give an offering as well. God's people robbed Him, threatened Him, not just of the tithes, but the Bible says the offerings as well. Now, can I remind you this morning, whose words are these? God's words. They're not my words. They're God's words. All right? And we just got to slow down and look at what God says in His Word to understand it. Now, we all agree these are God's words. And so what God tells us in His Word, we ought to do, right? Amen. All right? Then we're talking about missions this morning. All right? The tithe. By the way, I didn't take time to go in here, but He says, uh, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. In the New Testament, that is the local church. Amen. 
I am the worst attending member of Colonial Baptist Church in Rogers, Arkansas. But every week, there is, I love, I love online e-giving. I love modern technology. Every week, there is a tithe given to Colonial Baptist Church from Curtis and Amber Hall. Why? The tithe is the Lord's. And it is to go through the storehouse, the local New Testament church. I'm proving in just a minute that the church is the storehouse. I'm going to prove a lot of things that I'm laying a groundwork for from the Old Testament in with the New Testament. They go hand in hand. The Old Testament's the New Testament concealed, and the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Salvation is by grace in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Amen. Noah found grace. By the way, the gospel in the Old Testament was to the Gentiles as well. Nineveh was not a Jewish city. And that was not the greatest revival. It was the greatest evangelistic campaign because those were not saved people until Jonah came with the message from God. Amen. All right? Now, we're talking about missions. And so we ought to get into missions. You know, I asked your pastor for one of your faith promise cards. You know, he uses 2 Corinthians chapter 10. For, is that your theme, preacher? Is that your theme verse for your missions conference? Or is it just a verse that you're using? Just a verse that you're using. But he's using 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You know, so many times with missions, we use 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10 to talk about grace giving. Y'all help me out. I'm from Georgia. 2 Corinthians. Would that be the second letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church? So that means he wrote a letter to the Corinthian church before that one, right? Okay, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Now, if Paul takes three chapters in 2 Corinthians to define or to explain grace giving or faith giving, you think maybe that it might have been, they may have asked a question. See, I I'm one of those that believes that uh, uh, that church probably responded to him. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Paul introduced this thing of grace giving to the church at Corinth. And I suspect, because we don't have their response preserved, but we do have Paul's letter to them preserved, I suspect they probably wrote back and said, hey, at the end of your letter... You made mention of this thing of grace giving. Could you expound upon that? And so in 2 Corinthians, in his letter, response back to them, he takes three whole chapters, three, three whole chapters to expound upon this matter of grace giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10. I think that they said, you introduced something, but you really didn't fully explain it. Well, he did, they just didn't know what it was because it was a new introduction, if you would. Now, first, uh, second, first Corinthians chapter number 16. Are you there? Uh, okay, good, you're with me this morning. First Corinthians chapter 16. It says, Paul writes, and we know this is the last chapter in this letter. Now concerning the collection. I want you to stop right there. See that word Collection. That is the only time this word is used in our King James Bible. Get that? Let me, help, let me ask you this question. 
Do we call this a tithe plate? We don't call this a tithe plate? Why don't don't we call this a tithe plate? Don't we drop our tithe in it every week? We don't call this a tithe plate, do we? What do we generally call this? An offering plate or a collection plate. Yeah. So why don't we call it a tithe plate? Because you owe the tithe whether you come to church or not. Amen. I told you I'm the worst attending member of Colonial Baptist Church. Yet I owe the tithe because the tithe is not mine. The tithe is the Lord's. And I'm to give my tithe through my local New Testament church where my membership is. And so my tithe gets given electronically. Amen. We don't call these tithe plates. Why? God didn't call it a tithe plate. He's talking about the collection. Right? Now wait a minute. I don't remember what I said. The tithe is, goes through the storehouse in Malachi. Right? Now notice the next two words. He says, now concerning the collection. He's not talking about the tithe. He's talking about the collection or the offering. It is not for the church. Notice the next words. Now concerning the collection for who? The saints. This is an offering for the saints. Now, I grew up down south. You're either a saint or you ain't. And and technically, that is true. Because God looks at us one of two ways, either saved or lost. Amen. So technically, yes, if we get saved, we are a saint, if you would. We are saved. But you know the word saint... If you look it up in the New Testament, the first time the word saint is used in the New Testament is in Matthew 27, is at the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. And the Bible says many of the saints which were in the graves came out of the graves. I'm paraphrasing the verse now. Came out of the graves and walked around the city. So the law of first mention in the New Testament shows us a picture of who the saints are. The picture is the saints are those that have died and now resurrected. All right? So it shows us a picture of those today that have to die to themselves to live unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You know the word saints is used 62 times in the New Testament. Majority of those 62 times... It is made reference to those who were scattered abroad from where they started out to where they are now currently located. And you know what they are doing? They are preaching the Word of God. So in our day and age, who would that fit? The missionaries. Those that have had to die to themselves. You support Brother Tim Shook. Preacher, is that correct? I saw his picture back there. Thank you so very much. We work with the Shooks and Team Thailand extensively, and I appreciate your support of them. Brother Tim is doing a great job. This last summer, we went into Burma and taught some men and uh, explored some things, some possibilities there. But thank you so very much. Do you know Brother Tim is from North Carolina? Do you think Thailand's like North Carolina? No. No. Do you think he would have to get to a point that he had to die to himself to live unto the Lord Jesus Christ? 
to go to Thailand? Yeah. And what is he doing? He is now scattered abroad preaching the gospel. Right? Well, when you look in the New Testament, the word saints, that is who the majority of time it is made reference to. So Paul is not talking about the tithe because he says the collection, not the tithe. He's talking about an offering, not for the church. Who's it for? For the saints. Who are the saints? We're making the application that they are the missionaries. All right? Are y'all with me this morning? Good, because there's going to be a quiz on it at the end of the service. All right? Just like school, Brother David, right? Amen. Stop playing on Facebook, would you? And uh, All right, now, I'm teasing. He is looking at his Bible on his phone. Now, concerning the collection for the saints, notice what he says. He says, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Turn over, because the Paul, Paul brings Galatians into it. So turn over to Galatians chapter number 6. Galatians chapter number 6. You know what, Brother David? I, I'll, I won't pick on you the rest of the time. You can go sit next to your wife. Amen. And she can keep you awake. All right? Now, can, notice, he says in Galatians, he says now, uh, what does he say? As I've given order or direction to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Now, Galatians 6, 7. Everybody knows Galatians 6, 7, right? Did I tell you Galatians chapter 6? Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. All right? Galatians 6, 7 gives us the law of sowing and reaping, right? Are you with me this morning? You got enough coffee that we're awake? All right? There's an important thing called context of Scripture. So we can't just lift this and just say, well, I tell you what, the law of sowing and reaping. No, in context, Paul gives us the basis for the law of sowing and reaping. Verse number 6. See, everybody knows Galatians 6, 7, but nobody really knows Galatians 6, 6. Many times people don't want to know Galatians 6, 6 because it costs them money. The law of sowing and reaping has to do with money as well. Amen. Y'all are looking at it now. What does it say? It says, let him that is taught in the Word. Let me ask you a question. Am I teaching you in the Word this morning? These are not my words. These are not my opinion. This is what God said. Let him that is taught in the Word what does it say? Communicate. See that word communicate? That word communicate means share with. Share with. It doesn't just mean that on Sunday morning, this morning, at the end of the service when you walk out after the pastor's preached, it doesn't just mean communicate. Hey, preacher, good sermon. Right? It's, it, the word communicate, define, means share with. Let him that is taught in the word share with. What does it say? Him that uh, communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. All right? So I am supposed to share with or share unto him that teacheth in all good things. Let me ask you a question. How many of you like steak? Oh, everybody likes steak. Hey, preacher, you like steak? Man, a steak would be a good thing, right? A steak dinner would be a good So you like steak, right? You think your preacher might like a steak every so often? He just said he liked steak and he thought it'd be good, right? And you agreed a steak dinner's a good thing. Now, does your preacher teach you in the Word? Yeah. 
So scripturally then we have an obligation that if God shares with us good things, we ought to share with those that teach the word of God good things. Boy, everybody hates this. You're sitting here going, man, I feel my pocketbook getting lighter already. Hey, but you know what? I am very thankful for my pastor and the truths of the word of God that he has taught me through the years. So when I go through Arkansas and I get a chance, I tell him, I said, preacher, I said, let's go eat Mexican. I love Mexican food. Let's go eat Mexican. You know, when the waitress comes to bring the bill, it's always a fight. And you know what I always tell him? No, 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 no. I'm supposed to share with you in all good things. Why? Because I've been taught in the Word. Paul says, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. I hope that even when your missionaries come in, or when a missionary comes in, I hope they are, they are helping to teach you the Word of God. I hope they're not just espousing their opinion. But I hope all of us are uplifting the Word of God. Because the Bible says in the book of Acts, when the Word of God is increased or put out, the number of disciples multiplies. Amen. It's all back to the Word of God and the truths of the Word of God. So turn back with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. What did he give order in the churches of Galatia to do? To communicate or to share with those that teach the Word of God in all good things. I promise you, Brother Tim Shook would love for you to share with him a steak dinner the next time he's in the States and comes to report. Amen. You like steak. You just said that to me. Right? All right. I'm just telling you. Here's what Paul gave order to the churches in, in Corinth and, and in Galatia. He says, now concerning the collection, the offering, not for the church, for the saints. Who are the saints? Those that are scattered abroad, that have died to themselves and living unto the Lord Jesus Christ, who are scattered abroad preaching the word of God. As he gave order in the churches for them to share with those that teach and all good things, even so do ye. You see that phrase, even so? How many teenagers do I have that are in school? Any teenagers in school? You still have greater than, less than. You still have the alligators. Man, I love the alligators. Greater than, less than. Now, wait a minute. What's in between greater than and less than? Equal to. Equal to. Do you see that phrase, even so? That is the same as equal to. Anytime you see in Scripture, even so, or in some places even so, but definitely if you see in Scripture, even as. Even as is a definite equal to. Even so, you have to go look at the context. But equal to, as I've given order in the churches of Galatia, equal to, so do ye. Are you also? Are you with me this morning? Paul says, just because it is written to the church at Galatia, doesn't mean that the church at Corinth gets to be excused from it. Amen. This is Lighthouse Baptist Church. But not just Lighthouse Baptist Church, period. Because I know a lot of Lighthouse Baptist churches. This is Lighthouse Baptist Church of Cincinnati. Blue Ash. Which one, preacher? What y'all? Blue Ash. That defines... The Lighthouse Baptist Church that your church is, right? By its geographical location. 
This is the church where? At Corinth. It's the first Baptist church of Corinth. I don't have time to go into that. Amen. Some of you caught that. All right. But wait a minute. If this is preserved for us and it is a letter to a local New Testament church and you are a local New Testament church, are you not? Okay, then guess what? The truths of the Word of God are applicable to us as well as the church at Corinth, as well as the church at Galatia or churches of Galatia. Y'all are looking at me. That's all right. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, even so or equal to, do ye. Now notice this, verse number 2. What does he say about this collection for the saints? Not for the church. When are we supposed to do it? Upon the first day of the week. That is when this collection, for who? The saints. Not for the church, for the saints is supposed to take place. Upon the first day of the week. Y'all help me out. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. Hey, what's today? Sunday. Guess what we're supposed to do today? We're supposed to take up a collection. Amen. Y'all don't get as excited about taking up a collection as I do. Huh. Wait a minute. This collection is still scriptural, right? There's a command. Now concerning the collection for the saints, upon the first day of the week, that's when it's supposed to take place. Upon the first day of the week. Huh. I wonder when I'm supposed to give my offering for the missions. Upon the first day of the week. Notice what he says. Upon the first day of the week. Let's look at the next phrase. Let, what's the next two words? Every one of you. Hey, Y'all help me out. Who does that exclude? Huh? I'm getting old. I'm kind of hard to hear. Who does that exclude? No one. Huh? Hey, teenagers, you're not excluded from this offering, from this collection. But Brother Hall, I'm a teenager. Yep, you're supposed to take part in it as well. Hey, if God increases you this week, you're supposed to tithe. Amen. Guess what you're also supposed to do? You're supposed to give an offering, the collection for the saints. Let every one of you. It excludes no one. Brother Hall, I just don't feel led to take part in our offering this year. The Bible says, let every one of you. Look at me. I'll suck, I'll suck the oxygen out of this room real quick showing you truths from the Word of God. You're going to look at me and say, like the disciples looked at the Lord and say, this is a hard saying. Who can receive it? Every one of us can receive it because God gave it. Amen. We might not like to receive it. You, you know, sometimes when I get sick, my wife gets, a, what is that, apple cider vinegar? And mixes stuff with it. And she makes a concoction. She says, here, you need to take this. It'll make you feel better. And Alka-Seltzers. I hate Alka-Seltzers. They're nasty. But you know what she always says? It's good for you. It will help you. You know, God's Word is good for us. It will help us. Sometimes we not, might not want to 
take it or receive it, but it is still good for us. Let every one of you, people say, I just don't feel led. You're commanded. You're commanded. I would have people, and when I pastored, I, somebody come, you know, pastor, I, I just don't feel led to be married to my wife anymore. Yes, you, you better. You made a vow before God. It's a vow. It's a pact with God. doesn't matter what you think or how you feel led. It matters what the Word of God says. Amen. Woo. Let every one of you, does it, the rich, the poor, the teenager, hey, moms and dads, let me help you out. I, I, I know a guy that would take this so literal that uh, Brother David, he took his baby and taped a quarter to the baby's foot for the missions offering and says, uh, uh, and have a little note in there, and says, this is for the missions. Says, he says, the nursery ought to be taking an offering as well for missions. Now, look, babies, here's holology. I'll tell you when it's holology. I don't think babies understand. But if you're old enough to understand the truths of the Word of God, I know seven or eight-year-olds that give to faith promise. Why? Because it's still the truth, and they're saved. Amen. By the way, you're supposed to tithe whether you're saved or not. Yeah, I don't have time to go into that, preacher. First, Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you, notice the next phrase, lay by him... Where? In store. In store. Huh. I wonder where he's talking about. Well, he's writing to a local church, right? And he's talking about a collection, an offering. God already gave order in Malachi that our tithes and our offerings are supposed to go in the storehouse or through the storehouse. And Paul brings the storehouse back into reference. Let him lay, what does it say? By him. In store. In other words, he is supposed to make sure that he lays by him, or lays up where? Lays up where? In the storehouse. You know, our, our giving really ought to be done through God's institution, and that is the local New Testament church. Amen. We can do more through the church than we can do separate from the church. Alright? I'll prove it to you. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And then he says, go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Go ye. But he was looking, who was he looking at? He was looking at the church that was assembled. It is an individual command to be carried out through the institution of the church. I'll prove it to you, because part of the Great Commission is baptizing, right? So, let me ask you a question. Brother Jackson, right? Did I get it right? Amen. Let's say Brother Jackson's neighbor, Brother Jackson leads his neighbor to the Lord, and it's summertime, and he's got a swimming pool, and he looks and says, his neighbor says, here's water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? So he decides to baptize him in his pool. Is that scriptural? 
No, it's not. Not unless the church gives Brother Jackson the authority to go do it. The authority's in the church. Amen. Because the church, Christ loved the church and died for it. There are still things that we've got to understand about the local church. And when it comes to this offering and our tithes, it is best to be done through the church. Now, i got about three minutes, so let's hurry. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, in the storehouse. The tithe is easy. The word tithe means what? Tenth. Tenth. So if you make $100, ten of it belongs to God. If you make $1,000, a hundred of it belongs to God. This collection for the saints is not so easy. It's not, and it is. Because Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you understand Paul is writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. How, what, is we, what are we supposed to do? Let us lay by him in store as God hath prospered him. As God hath prospered him. So you know what we're supposed to do to determine what we're supposed to do in this collection? What we are supposed to do? We're supposed to take inventory and decide, how has God prospered me? In what way has God prospered me? Where do you live? What country do you live in? The United States of America. Are you blessed? Yes, you are. If you don't think you are, I'll take you to Thailand. You can swap places with some folks. Or we can go to Northeast India where I go teach in a Bible college with 500 students and there's no running water. You bathe out of a bucket. Did I mention there's 500 students training to serve God? Yeah. We are in the United States of America. God has prospered us. I got, I got about a minute and a half. I want you to listen to me. If you make more than $9,733 a year, you are in the top 14% richest people in the world. 85% of the world makes less than $9,733 a year. If you make more than $18,600 a year, you are in the top 4% richest in the world. If you make more than 36000 I don't remember the exact number, but it's $36,000 something, you're in the top 1% richest in the world. Remember a few years ago, Occupy Wall Street, people protesting the one percenters? It was a bunch of one percenters protesting themselves. I like to take them to Northeast India and say, now, how do you feel God's prospered you now? You're supposed to take inventory according to how God's prospered you here. And then say, okay God, I have no problem with the collection for the saints, those that are scattered abroad, getting the gospel out. I have no problem taking part in this because I acknowledge and recognize how you have prospered me in my life. Can I remind you again what country you live in? And how blessed we are by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
not just because we're saved, but also because we do get the privilege of living here. That means we ought to take part in this collection. Our Heavenly Father... Thank you for listening to this audio sermon from Lighthouse Baptist Church. For more information about our ministry, go to lbccincy.com.